Amazing. Cool. So, um, just waiting for the kids to to rumble out. Amazing. Yes, Prince. So lucky to have you, bud. Hey, did, did you guys come up and say how's it tonight? Okay. Cool. Amazing. So we we've had a wonderful weekend. We were in Swellendam this weekend. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, Fritz and Danal. Um, well, Danal went to be with the Lord about a year ago, and um, Fritz met Candice Sumner, which is, uh, where's the other Sumner? I saw him here, yeah, at the back there. And uh, yes, we had a lucky weekend. We were there from Friday. We got married last night. And and uh, yeah, just such a beautiful, hey, bud, it is quite emotional, actually, hey. Not really. <laughs> I found it emotional. It's just so lucky to see what God has done and how they found each other, and yeah, anyway, so that has been good. So we got a surprise f- for us. We've got a few things happening tonight. So Alan's going to share something a little later, uh, which is very exciting, and we're going to pray for him. Um, Gerald, are you still in to share? Gerald, God's been doing some cool stuff in Gerald. Um, and so when you're sharing just some of the things, I was like, you've got to share that with us. Um, and then Ludwig, shame. Ludwig, God's been doing so many amazing things with Lud- Ludwig. I call him Luddy. I hope I can call him Luddy. I call him Luddy in my own capacity. But um, shame, he got sick over the weekend, so he's, he's, I think he's watching on Zoom. But we'll have him share. So God's doing some deep work in us. And I think, um, I think humility is... Is such a it's it's something that we've lost as a as a generation actually, um, where everyone's an activist, everyone knows the best, every everybody has an opinion, and our opinion is the only opinion. And there's a lot of bullying going on actually in the world generally. And if God is calling us to humble ourselves, um, the Word of God says, rather throw yourself against the rock <laughs> than the rock falling on you and breaking on you. I mean, and Jesus is the rock. Um, as people are speaking tonight, what, I'm, what I feel like God wants us to do is look at our own hearts. And if there isn't humility there, or if there's some kind of pride, or if you think you're better than somebody else, or if you think you're more, ask God to break that thing in you. Because pride is a thing that comes against the Lord. The, the, the Bible says the Lord resists the pride, but gives grace to the humble. And if you want to walk in the grace of God, if you want to walk in the love of God, if you want to walk in the mercy of God, if you want him to smile upon you, it comes to humility. <laughs> doesn't mean you can't be strong, because meekness is strength under control. It doesn't mean you have to be a pushover. It doesn't have to mean any of that stuff. It just means that you allow God to be God and allow him to work through and in you, if that makes any sense. And so even if you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, in a sense... There's pride there because what you're saying is, God, I don't need you. I don't need you to change my life. I don't need you to forgive me. I don't need you. I'm going to try this thing on my own. I'm telling you now, you're going to get snorked up by the, the world is going to snorkel up you. Stuck it. Am I allowed to say that? Snorkel up. I don't know if it's a bad word in Afrikaans. Probably not a good word. He's laughing. I don't know. Who's Afrikaans? Is that a bad word or a good word? Like, can I say it? I did it. It's today now. Should I repent and not for forgiveness? Okay. And God's heart, like even at the wedding, like we made it very fun and I tried to make a lot of jokes and one or two people laughed. <laughs> but we were just like we're normal people who love Jesus, who have been humbled by his mercy and his grace. 
And he's just doing stuff in us that we can't do. And they're like, some of them are like, you can't be a pastor, Brett. You cannot be a pastor. But it's like, it's not, it's not about the title. Anyway, so, first surprise. Hopefully we can get this right first time. Are you guys ready? We've got some guys phoning in from Ireland. And so, Glenn and Marilee and the girls, we are missing them. Let's try to get them on the Zoom thing. They want to share some stuff with us and just, we want to catch up quickly. Yes, a handsome guy in front of the church there. Thank you for laughing. Like one person laughed again. I hope I never get fail, uh, like fired as a pastor because I'm not going to be a comedian. Okay. Okay, we're going to hey, try. Brex, can you hear us? Yes. Where are you, though? We want to see you, though. Can we see them? Can we put them on? We can't put our video on until you guys change your settings on your side. Hey, change the settings, guys. Come on. I was going to say, is that you, Lord? But it sounded like Lynn too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're desperately trying to... Sh- change some kind of a setting there but we can hear you well loud and, loud and clear can you see us yeah we can see you so oh they're waving they're waving oh that's <laughs> <laughs> so okay wait let's just try okay they're doing something oh oh okay can you put your camera on now boom yeah. yay <laughs> yeah you guys are looking tanned. What's going on there? We're in summer. <laughs> it's 10 degrees. It's summer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's good to see you, Alex, man. They're just changing. Yeah, we're missing you guys. So just the context of this call, of this call is um, Glenn phoned me the other day <laughs> and we both <laughs> ended up crying. So he went quiet and, yeah, and they heard... <laughs> And then I'm sitting there, I start crying, and then Abby is sitting there trying to do the kids' church, I'm doing, not kids' church, doing schooling with the kids, and they start crying, and so we thought, you know what, we've missed your face too much, um, we want to just phone in and see how you guys are doing, and uh, so tell us a bit about the petrol bombs, maybe a little bit, and some of the other things. He was telling me some naughty stories, I'm like, this is like a hardcore, but how are you guys doing, tell us what's been happening, um, how can we all love you tonight? No, I, I won't share all of those stories just in case um, family or someone else are watching. Oh, awkward. <laughs> no, no worries. No, we're doing good here. Um, life in Ireland the last the first two months has been it's been good. Um, we've settled in really well. Um, the guys of the church are amazing. Um, we've definitely missed everybody back in Cape Town. Even just watching the Zoom now and watching you guys worship and, and the service, it's we're definitely missing it. It's, um, life here is very different, and, and the church is very different, um, but in a good way. We, we're learning loads, and um, it's, pushing, it's pushing us out of our comfort zone a lot. Um, and it, but it's been good. It's, we, we don't regret it at all, and um, we're settling in slowly. Yeah, I think it's um, obviously you're in a new country. It's a new culture. You're getting to know people, but we're not used to sitting at home five out of seven nights and not having people around us, and so it's lonely. Um, yeah, don't don't miss out on what you guys have there. I think we really are missing that. And so, like, what is what is like the what's like the one thing that's really stood out that's different, like? 
for you I think guys. the biggest thing for me that, that's pushing me really out of my concern and in a good way is that the, the hunger year, um, with the, especially the community and the church that we're in, well, Firebrand is here, the hunger for God is, is definitely next level and completely different to what I've seen in any of the Josh Chen churches. Um, I was saying to Brett the other day that the, the church um, community, they literally fight in life and death. Um, the, the, um, what's it, the drug abuses, the suicide and the depression, the, um, alcohol, the alcohol and the witchcraft. gang. It's really real. And the guys are literally fighting to, to snatch people out of, out of, out of, um, out of, out of hell and, and off death's door. And, and in that, that hunger and the passion, the, the worship, the, the prayer is just totally different to what I've seen in the past. And I think it stems out of just a deep desire for God. They, they, they don't know what tomorrow holds. They don't know mm. what next week's going to bring. So they're fighting for people's lives. And, um, so that's really been the biggest thing that I've seen different or seen. I feel a little unsafe when I go in a prayer meeting. You feel unsafe. <laughs> unsaved. Unsaved. Uh, unsaved. <laughs> They've got so much passion and just, yeah, they're, they're absolutely desperate to see God's mm-hmm. hand move. Yeah. And, but they love God and um, they, they're hungry to learn. They're hungry to, to grow. They're hungry to, to just experience God and experience life. Um, and how the girls doing? Because I know they just started going to school. I mean, how how's that been going for the girls? Um, they've adjusted so well. Uh, just all the prayers that the guys on your side have been praying for us—it's not an unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Um, they've settled in well. They're starting to make friends at school. Um, I remember one of the prophetic words spoken over Zoe was that the move wouldn't just be them joining along, but it would actually be part of their journey. And that's exactly what it's been. I've seen Zoe grow since she's gotten baptized in ways I could never have imagined. Sure. Yeah, so they've settled in well. They're, they're making good friends at the school. And that, I mean, that's only by God. And it's taken one thing off our list of things to have to worry about or be concerned about. Um, so they've settled in well. They, they don't have a lot of church friends at the moment. Um, they've got a few kids in the little complex that we're staying in. Um, so they are missing their friends back in Cape Town as well. But they're doing well. Yeah, I think family dynamics here is very different just due to culture. Um, so you'll have a lot of families with um, a single gran, a single mom, a daughter being pregnant. And so it's, it's very, very different how families raise their children. And that filters even into church. Um, so yeah, it's it's very different. Mm. Well, man, we we you guys have left a massive gap here um, in our hearts. Every time I drive past those blimmin' robots at the traffic lights, I'm like, I'm I, my car automatically wants to turn down your road to your house, and there's some strange people living there. So that's that wasn't that was a little bit awkward the other day. Um, they wouldn't let me in either. Um, as long as you don't rock up at the front door with your firearm and scare them, Brett. No, you can't tell the people that got firearms, do you? <laughs> Super awkward. And so thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, and so, I mean, we'll... Yeah, we take your safety seriously. Um, 
And so, yeah, we just we, we are missing you guys dearly. But again, we believe that like the Lord has put you there in Ireland for a reason. And even just like yeah. with Marley uh, and and um, teaching on the prophetic and all those things, and how you guys are stepping into awesome deaconish deaconessing what deaconing 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 deaconing. Uh, yeah. Um, we're really excited for you, and uh, even though we miss you guys, um, well done for being obedient. I know it's hard to go to a different country that even sound the same half the time, because when we were in Israel, I mean, they were saying, you're so phony, Brett, you're so phony. I'm like, I'm not phony. I'm not phony. And you know, they're saying, I'm funny. You know, it's like, you've got to be careful. It was a true story. It was really getting to me. Eventually, I'm like, I'm not phony. No, I'm not going to say you're phony. You're phony, you know. Anyways, and so, yeah, we love you guys. Can we pray for you guys? Please, Can we pray that God will just continue to pour His Spirit on you? Can we um, pray for just the desperate, I mean, it sounds like the guys are desperate, and like with the drugs and the, the murders and all that. Can we just pray that yeah, somehow the, the light will shine brighter there with you guys? Can we? No, that'd be great. Thanks, Brent. Okay, cool. And before they do it, anybody feeling any prophetic inkling towards them, or just as an encouragement quickly, and then we'll pray for you. And I just dropped that on you, like, you should be in season and out of season, Oaks. Come on, what's going on here? Just before we pray. Anybody? Yes, I see that hand, young lady. Come on. Yes, come. Share. Okay. So, prophetic word coming, and then if you can ask Zoe, uh, can you share Zoe's dream or something after this prophetic word? Do you? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to look this way, so I'm looking at the camera. I don't know you, um, but the word I've had all weekend was, um, was the word relentless. And it just bubbled up in me now to just remind you that God is relentlessly pursuing you. He is relentlessly pursuing you for you to fulfill your destiny. And I want to speak that over you right now, that you never lose sight of his relentlessness over you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, young lady, come on. Maybe just look. I didn't realize you were looking at the camera. That was weird because I'm looking at you the whole time. (laughs) Hi, I don't know you at all. I'm Mecca. While I was sitting there... um, What's the lady's name? I don't know what your name is. Uh, Marley. Marley. You have Afrikaans? Yeah. What? This school. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I felt something specifically for you, Marley. Um, I really felt like the Lord is going to, um, in your uh, muscle as a, as a wife, um, supporting your husband, actually really going to stretch you in a way, but not, yeah, not in a way that is going to be stretching that's so ironic but it's not going to be the lord is definitely going to stretch you but he's really gonna um strengthen you thank you for whoever said that um and he's also going to um show you something of his father heart um i don't know if you have any wounds of your past maybe um with your family or with your dad um or or something that happened to you when you were a, a young girl or a teenager um, but I really feel like the Lord is actually going to come restore something in you by you guys actually moving to Ireland um, and and actually going to yeah, strengthen your relationship with your kids through that wound being healed. Um, and you're going to see, yeah, I, I, I also see like how your kids when they're older, um, you're going to see something 
that you lacked with your parents because of what the Lord did within you as a couple and within you as the mother and the wife of your family. Thank you. Amazing. Amazing. That's Dean's better half, if anyone didn't know that. Today he's smiling. You're like, see? I like that lady. Yeah. So thanks for laughing. More people are laughing. So you've got to laugh as Christians, you know. Hey, Josh. Hey, Mr. Glenn. Oh. Can't make any promises. Um, yeah, I just, I just saw a picture now of um, a pot plant. Not just the plant in general. And um, you've been removed from the soil and put into other soil. Um, and the plant actually just needs to sink its roots. Um, I just almost get the sense of like you guys are feeling almost not out of place, but a little bit out of place, struggling a bit. Um, and as your roots sink, you're going to grow and you know, you're just going to provide for other people. Um, so yeah, just keep going, guys. Love you lots. Thanks, Josh. Listen, you. Anyone else? So the relentlessness of God, roots going deep, and restoration. Beautiful words for you guys. And so can we maybe, yes, one more. Can't you ask everyone to turn around and say hello to them? Because all night they're looking at the back of your head. <laughs> and I know they'd love to all see your faces. So yeah. <laughs> we love you guys. That's getting point. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm hey super bummed that I only had like um, a few moments with you guys and then you just left. It was like you left because of me. Um, <laughs> just joking, just joking. Um, but I've just the scripture's really been um, speaking to me a lot in the last couple of weeks and even more so this week and it just kept as you guys were sharing it just kept popping up it's this scripture in Colossians 1 verse 23 and it speaks about if you indeed continue in the faith stable and steadfast and this part was has been like going over in my head over and over and this is just for you guys to not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you have heard which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and that not shifting from the hope of the gospel has just been so encouraging for me because I've also been uprooted and planted somewhere else and that it's just been um yeah just that expectation of the good news um, that the Lord's already that to not shift from that has been encouraging because the gospel go, going Going back to the gospel has actually been comforting for me um, in this time of also being, you know, uprooted and replanted. And so, yeah, may that be an encouragement to you too. Cool. Thank you. Thanks so much. Hey. Hey. Just let me know when you can see me. <laughs> yes, we can see you. Okay, awesome. Um, so I just wanted to remind you of a word I gave you just before you guys left. There was a painting on your wall. And it's a specific type of painting where you look at the object and you start to paint it without looking at the page. So that your influence on the design and the outcome wouldn't influence how the picture looks. And so I just want to remind you just to keep your eyes set on him. And however the picture and the painting, whatever outcome it is, your eyes are always set on him and he'll direct, he'll lead. And whatever comes out is his, his artwork, his picture. So I just want to remind you, keep looking at him. Thanks, man. So as we were um, chatting to you guys, I really felt the Lord laid the scripture in my heart. It's Isaiah 
58, and it says this. Um, if you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and the speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in the scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like the watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall rise up the foundations of many generations. And you shall be called, and this I really felt, you shall be called the repairer of the breach and the restorer of the streets to dwell in. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure in my holy day, and call the Sabbath the delight of the Lord, the holy day of the Lord, if you honor it, not going from your own ways, or seeking your own pleasure, or talking idly, then you shall take great delight in the Lord. Yeah, and I just felt that whatever the enemy has meant to the place that you had to, to destroy, that you will be the restorer of the breach, whatever that means in that place. Cool. Thanks, God. So we're going to pray with you and uh, for Tommy and the team and the congregation. But can you guys stand with me and uh, and turn, turn and see? Uh, I feel like such a child. Do you want me to share the word first before you pray? Please. They're standing, so take your time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were driving to school, I think, Wednesday or Thursday. And um, Zoe said to me, I've been having this dream where we are fighting a war against the devil but with real swords, and it's us and our old church family and our new church family. And it was just so amazing to, yeah, no matter what we're going through or how hard it is, just knowing you guys are fighting with us. And even as a family joined in the Lord, one body, like the struggles the guys are fighting here, even though it's so different from what we used to, in Cape Town, it's still, we're fighting together for one victory. Um, and so she finished the message just going, but it's okay because Jesus won. And, um, yeah, so that was really encouraging. Amazing. Hey? Just reminded of those Psalms where it talks about out of the, ba- the mouths of babes, the nations will fall and crumble, you know. And so is she there? She is. She just popped in. Hey, yo, oh man, bringing tears to my eyes now, we're going to pray for you guys, Father, thank you that um, we won, we won family, Lord, who, and you're our head, uh, thank you for Glenn Murray and the girls, Lord, thank you for Firebrand and Tommy, who's leading there, Father, Lord, we want to pray that your spirit will just continue to pour upon them like never before, that hunger, that desire, that thirst, of your, your, the gospel just flowing through the streets of Ireland, Lord. We want to pray for the hearts and minds of men and women here that are struggling with addictions and violence and, and the witchcraft stuff, Lord. They, you'll just come in and, because you are more powerful. <laughs> You're more glorious, Lord. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Christ, Lord. And so we want to just pray and just thank you for this amazing couple and family, Lord. Thank you for the church. Thank you for just the love they've experienced as well, Lord. And we want to trust together, Lord, as we stand together with them, that you'll continue to use them in a mighty way, Father God. And, and that our hearts will be connected more so to the church there in, in Ireland than ever before, Father Lord. And we want to commit ourselves to pray and to seek you for them, Lord. And so we want to thank you for these moments, Lord. Thank you for that, that you have the victory. 
that you won the war. Our Lord, we, we praise you for these precious moments. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Hey! <laughs> Amazing. So, so Brett, we've got a few extra beds here. If you guys ever want to come over and visit, we've got, we've got space here. Cool. Just let cool. us know when, and you're welcome to come and stay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for your time. And, uh, yeah, yeah, man, we'll see you guys soon. Cool. Cheers, everyone. Blessings, man. Ciao, ciao. Sure. Oh. <sighs> oh. So, like, uh, how, how great is that we're sitting in Cape Town, and they in Ireland, one heart, one mind. Oh, it's beautiful, eh? They're trying to get things happening there. And then all those guys couldn't make it tonight, and for whatever reason, they're watching. How cool is that, eh? Um, oh. So you could ask, continue to pray for them, and yeah, keep them in your prayers, phone them, encourage them. Um, it's a it's a big deal moving countries. Eh? Um, oh, by the way, thank you. Welcome to wear your glasses. We're gonna get we're gonna get film. We're not gonna get blinds. We had a meeting on on this week sometime. I can't. We're actually gonna black out the windows with film. Hopefully soon. Hey, G, do you know how, what's the time frame? We're hoping for this week coming. Victory! Amazing! So just so you know, so please wear your sunglasses. Very cool. I would wear mine if I was you. And we're going to black those windows out. Praise the Lord. We're about to look forward. It's be amazing. So, so just, sorry, just the thing. The, what, the problem was the windows aren't square. They're like all funny shapes. So that was why the, uh, yeah, anyways. But we're going to black them out. Anyway, so just so you guys know. Hopefully this week, which is great. Cool. Um, Ellen, are you ready and share? We want to pray with you as well. This is Ellen, everybody, and uh, amazing couple. And Dave and Bridget, like to have you guys. Sorry, you just sneaked in the back there. I'm like, Zay, I, I thought I saw a beautiful head there. You know what I'm saying? And then I turned like this, and I said, what? Welcome, man. It's so lucky to have you guys, man. Hopefully you feel welcomed and loved. So good. Dave and Bridget are a legend couple. Go loving them afterwards. Anyways. Thanks, man. Good afternoon, church. So I'd just like to share a, a short testimony and then also ask for prayer for something that's coming up for myself and, and our family this week. So just to, to go back a little bit, in, in 2015, I, I thought I was uh, normal and healthy. And uh, one day I had quite a weird episode where I was very dizzy, I had vertigo, I, I really didn't uh, manage to focus on, on anything, and it lasted for about a week. And in, in that time, I went to see a number of doctors and uh, had a lot of tests, MRIs, all sorts of things, and two things came out of that, which, which I had not been aware of. One was that I had prostate cancer, and the other one that I had a tumor growing in my ear. So just to, to first give the testimony, we tried to deal with the, the cancer in a natural way for a while, but it, it didn't really work. And in 2016, I went for an operation and uh, surgically removed the problem. And uh, the doctor said to me, if I lose 500 mils of blood, then it will be low. 
And uh, when he came to see me afterwards, he said I only lost 50 mils of blood. And uh, even to today, I'm totally cancer-free. So six years later, seven years later. So I do thank God for that. Then with the, the tumor in the ear, the, uh, the, ex- the specialist said that we should just watch it and, and see what happens with the growth. And, and for the first couple of years, it didn't grow much at all. But in the last 18 months, it's been growing. And in the last eight months, it's grown a lot. And it's now grown into the brain so that it's pressing on the brainstem. So now it's got to come out. So uh, on Tuesday, I'm going in for an operation. So it's a, a craniotomy where they take a piece of the skull out and uh, then remove the tumor from the brain and from the ear. So just like to ask for, for prayer for that. So there's, there's obviously certain risks with hearing and the facial nerves and, and also the fact that it's going into the brain. But uh, we serve a great God, so we, I'm trusting that everything will be fine. And uh, I'd like to ask the congregation just to pray for me through this, this process, also for my family, which also feeling a bit apprehensive about the situation. And then also for the business. You know, the business is, is going through a very tough period at the moment. So I might be away for quite some time. But uh, we're also asking that God will just give the family and the other directors just wisdom and great favor as they press into what he has set before us. So if you guys could pray for us as a family... And for me, on Tuesday, the, the operation starts at 1 o'clock. They say it's about a 10-hour operation. And uh, I'm not sure why they're starting so late, but uh, <laughs> I, I trust it'll go a lot quicker and that I'll be able to stand here in a few weeks and, and give the praise and honor to God. Yeah. Thanks. Would you like to... Can we pray for you now? Yeah. Would you... Would, Bronnie, and where's your wife going? Would you want to come out? We just some of the guys. Can you come? Let's lay hands on them. What's up? Yeah, let's move this out of the way. And then let's just um, come. Let's lay hands on them. Um, we deeply love you. Um, you're right, <laughs> Jazzy. We at. We need to get you to work tonight, Jazz. She yes, though. Where are you, Jazz? Can you come and please come and pray for us um, and whoever else? Um, but I want Jazzy to start with. She's got a wonderful, wonderful gift of. Father, I want to thank you for this family. I want to thank you for the way that they have faithfully served you. And faithfully sought you in everything that they do, God. I want to pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would touch Alan's body, that God, that you would come and you would miraculously remove any sign of the tumor. That God, they would go in on, on Tuesday and there'd be nothing. That they would walk away going, this is a medical miracle. Knowing that Jesus, this was you and by your spirit. God, I want to thank you that you are the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. That you are able to, that you are able to, God, and we trust that you will. Jesus, we trust that you will. We trust you for a testimony that brings glory to your name and yours alone, God. Oh, Jesus, I pray for strength for them in this season. That, God, they would feel you holding them, Jesus, by your spirit.
Father, I want to thank you for the blessing that the Reed family has been to so many, dear God, to us personally and to so many others. And dear God, it's now uh, your, your turn, Lord, to sow back into their lives, dear God, to return what blessing they have been to others. And I just pray, God, that you just remember them as a family at this time. For Alan going in for that surgery, for Hilda, for Natalie, for Bronwyn, for Craig, and the grandkids, I pray in the name of Jesus, dear God, that you come through for them. And dear God, at this time, we pray, Lord, that a spirit of peace will descend upon them. That there'll be no anxiety, especially, Lord, with the family. That, dear God, you will just give them a peace, Lord, that surpasses understanding. A peace, Lord, that doesn't make sense. They should be worried, but we thank you, God, you are in control. And that's why, God, we are praying for that peace of God to come upon them. Also, God, we pray for the hand of the surgeons, Lord, that it will be guided by your hand. And I pray, Lord, even by the time on Tuesday when Alan get to that, that time of surgery, that they already have taken place a miracle. And God, this is what we're trusting for at this time, dear God. We know, Lord, that the surgeons, the doctors, and these guys tell us all the, 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 the facts. But God, you're the God of truth. And so, God, we know that your truth supersedes the facts, dear God. So, dear God, we want to proclaim healing over Alan right now in the name of Jesus. We want to proclaim, God, your divine healing. And, dear God, where this chaos has come into this body, we want to speak your divine order into that body in Jesus' wonderful and precious name. Yes, Father, we just thank you for Ellen and the family, and especially with Hilda standing by, Father, and the children, Father. But just we just confirm that word, Father, that's, that's prayed over Ellen and for surgery, Father, because you are a miracle God, Father. And we just know, Father, we call it no name, but Father, when the surgeons do come to do and do their work, but we're standing firm, as Jesus said, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming, but... It's, it's already been done, and we just know, Father, that uh, healing has been done, and it's just the formality just to, yes, let Alan have a, a day off, Father, but there's going to be no, there's going to be no effect. There'll be no fear on him, and that he just takes also the worry out of the business even, Father. It's only natural, Father, but your word says, trust me, come unto me, and I'll make your burdens light. So we just thank you that in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah, Lord, we just want to agree just over the business, Lord, that you, Father, in this time where, in a sense, his hand would be taken off and your hand continues to remain, Lord, that they would be astounded of, of all the work that's come in. And, Lord, it, was, it would be as if not only as you're carrying them, but you carried this business that has blessed so many people, been such a tool in the kingdom. Lord, that they would be astounded of, look what God has done. That, Lord, your glory would be all over this situation. Lord, Lord, would you even show off in this season just to show that you are God and you provide in, in the midst of difficult circumstances. Lord, we thank you for this family. We thank you for the opportunity to rejoice with them in terms of what you're going to do and doing already. In faith, we proclaim this in the name of Jesus, Lord. Everything that we prayed, Lord, may you, may you hear it and trust that your angels have already gone out and, and, and worked in this situation. Thank you for the peace that passes all understanding. We pray for your peace through the power of the Holy Spirit right now upon this family. In the name of Jesus, 
We thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So, um, could I ask you to do something quickly? Pull out your phones quickly. Get to your calendar app. Go to Tuesday, 1 p.m. Type in, pray for Alan and family. Save. Even if it's 10 minutes, 5 minutes. Because they're part of us. They're our family. We love them. We're going to fight for them. So do that quickly. I've, done it. I've just done it. I've, oh, I've, just done it. I've just done it. And um, I'm going to trust that God will be awesome. Cool. Save and then put your phones away. <laughs> and someone's going to go into like Facebook now. Woo-hoo! Cool. One more testimony and then we're going to start ending and closing the evening. Um, but before I do that, um, for those who might not be used to these kind of services and stuff, we always say we, we want to follow the Spirit of God. Church isn't about coming and singing and then listening to preaching and going home. It's part of church, but we don't have to do that every week. And um, I'm just, I love one of my favorite scriptures, I say it a lot in this congregation, but you'll hear it again tonight, is Revelation 12, verses 10 and onwards. It says here, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before God day and night has been hurled down. And then it goes, and then it says this, And they triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimonies. For they did not live, um, love their lives as much as to shrink from death. And there's something powerful. This is preaching, actually. There's something powerful by hearing the testimony of people that the blood of Jesus has washed clean and made new. There's something that, that, is, that is one of the most powerful preachers you can hear. Where we can pray for families and we can hear the stories of what God is doing and faithfully trust God to do continuously more than we could ever hope or dream of. And even last week, Last week was mull. Those guys were so different from us. But you know what they did? They, I sat there going, I need more hunger and more fire for God. Yes, they were different flavor. Yes, some, some of the stuff I was like, I don't know theologically if I can even get there. But there was something of a passion and earnesty. Something of like, just where we got to, there's got to be, and I realized oh, maybe I've lost a little bit of fire in me. That's not a bad thing, guys. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I think God brought them here to shake things up a little bit. Hey, we, we, you know, the, I'm going to give away a preacher I've been working on. The difference between a rat and a grave is the depth of the hole. Thank you. I thought so too. So at least I've tested it out and you no one's going to throw a brick at me or whatever. But, but we can get into ruts so easily. And that thing can become a grave if you're not careful. And so... Please, don't be sitting here going, yeah, these are good. This is life. This is Jesus. This is powerful stuff. And you've got a story too that you can share with people. And he wants to refire your heart again for him and his kingdom and his ways. And if we, we'll pray until we pray in blue for Glenda. And if he decides to take Glenda home, he take, but we're going to pray, we're going to pray until we can't pray anymore. I was going to say something. I'm glad I didn't. Come on. We can't give up. We, we, we're not tame. We, we, yes, we, we haven't been safe to be tame. Come on. 
There we go, one TMT student. Come on. Hey, we're called to be taking the kingdom forward with violence, the Bible says. Not violence like punch people in the face, but like, with come on, there's something in us that needs to burn. These are the moments where God can do that in us. But if we're sitting there like this, well, what the heck are we, come on, guys. He's stirring something in us again. I believe that with all my heart. Thank you, Candice. At least Candice is getting it. And so, I want us to leave here tonight. God wants us to leave here tonight. That's that what they said. What God's there. I want God to do something in me. I want to be able to stand up and say, Hey, family, pray for me. I need, I need God in my life. Or, hey? Okay, you got me. Sorry, a bit of a rant there. But it's, it's over now. Gerald, God's been doing some cool stuff in G as well. Just to give you context of why we're doing tonight. Cool. So um, I think what Brett's saying about uh, uh, the difference between a rut and a grave is very pertinent with what i got to share. Uh, this year for me has been an absolute roller coaster. I'll probably shed lots of tears. But, um, but Trace and I have been through probably four really hard years. Uh, we moved over to Edgemead four and a half years ago. Uh, we've always lived outside the area. And that's created a lot of challenges. It's created a massive divide between us and the congregation to a lot of de- uh, degrees. And I really think we've tried to pour into as much as we can. But with distance, it's difficult. And then for two years, of those four years, just over two years, we lived in Wellington. And we had a grace and a faith to actually live that thing and to walk that thing. And, and Brett gave us release. He said, if you guys need to for a season... Um, if you guys need to leave Edgemead and pull in with Wellington, but we actually, we, f- we felt a grace and a faith for that. We said, actually, Brett, we want to, we want to push through. But in that, it was a tough road. When I say it was a tough road, a lot of you guys have actually had us in your home where we've slept on your couches or in your spare room. And we bashed on doors to say, we just want to be with people. We just want to actually be around. <laughs> To be around the guys. And um, we've looked after a whole lot of your guys' homes. Because it's a way of us actually getting into the, into the area that we could be part of the congregation. So, the beginning of this year, that grace lifted. It, it did, it lifted. And I knew that there was one or two things. We either had to leave the congregation or we actually had to move closer. And in that process... Trace and I were just like, where to, what, how, what, what do we do with that? And uh, we, we carried on trusting to move into the area, which happened at like mid-end of April. And it's actually been life for us. But here's the thing. In that process, when, when we ran out of grace, when we ran out of, of just that ability to just keep running that, running and from a distance, um... I started to pull back. I did. I started to pull back. And the first thing that happened is I picked up an offense with a leader in this church. I did. I picked up an offense. And I can try and justify it. I can try and walk it out. I can try and say, oh, well, he did this or he did that or whatever. But actually, my, act, my actions were wrong. And what started to happen is I fell into one of those ruts that Brett was talking about now. I did. I fell into a rut. And that rut eventually was leading towards a grave. It was. 
um, my heart got so broken, so rotten. And in, in May, I hit a wall. I did. To the point that it was okay to actually, I, I could have quite easily not come to church. Could have quite easily not pushed in with anyone. I was just at a broken, broken space. Part of it was because we hadn't really pushed in well in in this year because I just started pulling back. But that doesn't forgive me stepping into offense, taking offense at something that happened. And I started to build up walls. I, I, literally, I started building up walls where... I would structure things that I didn't... Uh, I, I would kind of move out of places where that person was. It got bad. It got seriously bad. And um, Brett, just before he... Literally, I met with Brett. I had a coffee with Brett just before he came back from sabbatical. And um, and he saw that thing in me. And he called me on it. He said, actually, guys, something wrong here. He looked into my heart and he said, no, your heart's... Rotten, it's broken. And you need to sort that thing out. So, the next thing that happened is I had to go to that, that leader. And, and I actually had to repent. I had to come to him and repent because my actions were wrong. The fact that I'd taken offense, the fact that I'd let that wall build, that brokenness to fester, I, I actually had to repent. I had to lay it down. And just before that happened, I was actually invited up to Joburg to go and do deacon training. And this is something I'm passionate about. Uh, for me, uh, I would do deacon training every, every day of the week if I had, a, had the opportunity. I'm absolutely passionate about um, pushing the church forward. I really am. And I was invited to Joburg to be part of a team at City on the Hill. And Brett had to come to me and say, I, I can't release you. I actually can't release you with that heart because the only thing I'm going to go and do is break open that brokenness that I've got I'm going to come and bring that to that church up there and um, so he asked me he said to me please would you would you actually sort that out in the next seven days with that person he said would you please be intentional would you go and make right with that guy and then I got sick for the next ten days I was absolutely man down. And I, I honestly believe that that sickness was a physical manifestation of where my heart was. I really, I, I believe it. That I'd gotten so rotten spiritually at that point that I wanted to leave the congregation. I, I had stopped engaging and I wanted nothing to do with the deacon or eldership team. That, that's how bad it got. That's how bad it got. And I got... I got violently ill for two weeks. And soon, as soon as I was able to, I met with that man. We made right. And as, as we made right, as I repented and I brought my sin and my, my fraughtness out and repented of that day, we, we had this beautiful time of reconciliation. And, and I, right now I can say that we're in a very good stand together. That man and I. And there's a, there's a big lesson to learn here. Is that I thought I was powering. I really, I did. I thought I was flying. And very quickly we fall into that rut. 
very quickly and before you know it your heart is muffin it's rotten it's muffin it's rotten but soon after that after we reconciled and made that that conscious effort to hold each other to account to actually make sure that our hearts are pure Brett actually met with me for a coffee again he said okay you'd like to process a couple of things with me and and he says actually I see there's a shift in you there's something different and it's because that that rot had been removed there was purity of heart again so I had this amazing opportunity to go up to Joburg so I start prepping so he released me to go up and and I start prepping and I get all my notes together and I I, I really I I do everything I can to make sure I'm ready to to uh, teach the guys or share with the guys or um, I put two preachers in my back pocket so that I, if they ask me if they give me the opportunity you know you, you prepped and you're ready be ready in season and out of season and I go up there and the first two nights are just mayhem in the Holy Spirit and things happen and, 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 and God comes in and he does crazy stuff like wild wild well, not going to share it but wild stuff then on the Saturday morning, I'm supposed to share for half an hour to 40 minutes in, in the morning session. So I'm prepped and I'm ready. And the first person goes up and the second person, the third person. And then the Holy Spirit breaks out and I don't get to share. And it's like the old Gerald would have been, ah, I was robbed. Ah, my heart would have got moved. But it was like, actually, by the time it came, to where I was supposed to speak I honestly felt God saying everything said everything said you don't need to share and there was just this peace and then on Sunday night I was asked to share again for 20 minutes in, in the service and that same same thing happened the Holy Spirit came and not once did I get up and share with the mic and that's not why Brett's asked me to share tonight by the way <laughs> but yeah. I realized coming back from five days in Joburg with four congregations up there that my heart was so full with the love of God that actually I didn't need, I didn't need to go and preach. I didn't need to, to go up there and, and teach or, or share on, on deacons or, or how awesome it is or how much fun the deacons actually have. I came away just building relationally and it was enough. It was enough. But here's the thing I realized. Is that for the first time, I'd gone up with a heart fully submitted. With a heart fully submitted, I was, I'd surrendered. I'd completely surrendered. And as we get tweaked, as we get adjusted, as we fall into our ruts, have a tender heart. Just have a tender heart. Mine wasn't. Mine was ready to box and fight. And as God dealt with my heart, he started to just open up. And um, yeah, so amazing time away. But yeah, we stand. Tracy and I are still here. We're still alive. (laughs) But yeah. Well done, my friend. I love you, man. That was one of the hardest conversations I've had in a long time because not many people can... um, not, not many people can change hats as well as Gerald. We're friends. We're best friends. Well, I, I think he's my best friend. I don't know if he feels the same way. 
And it's very hard for your best friend to take that friendship hat off and become your leader and to say harsh things in a good way. Um, so it was hard for me too, my friend, but uh, well done for, for shifting. And so as we end, um, again, I think let's end where we began, or where God began. Called for humility, called for us to surrender our hearts. There's something about being humble, coming up to the front of the church, going, please pray with me. It's something, there's humility in going, hey man, my heart is actually miff. I'm a deacon, and he's a super deacon. Like, he's one of the best deacons I know. And my heart was miff, and I took offense, and I went to leave the congregation. That's it's pretty, pretty gnarly. Um, and so, just to remind you quickly of who the Lord is that we serve. In Joshua 24, 19, it says, Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord. He is holy. He, but listen to this. He is a jealous God. And He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve sovereign gods, He will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end to you after He has been good, so good to you. But the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. There's something beautiful about knowing the jealousy of the God that we serve. He is jealous for your heart, for your mind, for your soul, for your life. He's jealous for your family, for your resources. He's jealous for your soul. Think about it. It's great. But the God is going, hey, if you're serving other gods, if you're serving your own flesh, if you're serving what you think people want, yeah, if you're serving money, if you're serving stuff, I'm telling you now, I'm not going to end well for you. And so as we just, I don't know what they're going to sing over us. Could you just spend a few moments with the Lord before we go? Ask them to search. Rimpy, you know, I'm super stoked that you prayed. Because last week, God did something different in Rimpy's life. Came back to the Lord again. Sorry, I, I, I should have asked, but there was, sorry. <laughs> but it's just my heart has been so rejoicing for you this week. Just ah, the tenderness of what God's doing. Sorry, I should have asked you first. I might have messed up here, but it just, I just, yeah, just, I love what God is doing in us. And it's just, He came to me last week. Just go, God's doing something new in me. Yes, it's beautiful. Beautiful. And so, maybe that, that moment is for you right now. Like, just, just get God, I'm here. If you know Him, just ask Him to shift a change and just humble yourself before the King. Can we do that? And then we're going to end. So they're going to sing over us and we just... So Father, thank you for this amazing evening. Thank you that we've heard testimonies from your children of the goodness of a God that we serve. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to this earth to live and to die and to rise again so that we can have life. Thank you that we are making an impact in the nations, Lord, and in specifically in Ireland right now because a family from us are there serving you. Thank you that Alan can stand up here tonight and go, God, yeah, we just want to let you in in our lives, Lord. We pray for us. Come alongside us. Man, it's amazing. Thank you for the bravery of Gerald to say, man, my heart was muff and overrun with sin, Lord, but you've shifted him. And Lord, I want to pray for us too that search us, oh God. Test our hearts to see whether we're with you. So Lord, we want to just spend a few moments just test our hearts. Test our hearts, God. We want to be humble in the presence of our King. 
we want to put a smile on your face. We want your mercy to follow us. And we want more than that, Lord. We want a story to tell someone this week of the goodness of our God. So just spend a few moments with the Lord. Maybe some of you have offenses in your heart. Maybe you've built that stone wall up. I think there was a, a word that came through worship, if I'm not mistaken, just through worship time. It's just If there's offense, ask the Lord to take that. That's just going to rot you from the inside out. He's shown you so much mercy and so much grace, so much forgiveness, undeserved. right now just say, oh, I, want, I don't want that thing to be part of my life anymore maybe I've even offended you <laughs> or one of the leaders or congregate leader or another saint who knows maybe it's a colleague or a boss just ask them to set you free from that there won't be any anchors holding you back Let's end like this. Sorry, he's just changing things a little bit. You know that hunger and that burning thing that I was talking about earlier? I raged a little, rented a little bit. I think God wants to actually, Holy Spirit, like fire fall down on people that want that as we end. So if, if you, I'm that person, I'm standing. If you want to stand with me, stand with me quickly. We're going to pray and we're going to end on that. Don't stand if you don't want it because that's a dangerous thing to do. Okay. Let's raise our hands to the Lord. You can't receive a gift with open arms and open hands. Lord, thank you for what you're doing in us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that lives in us. Thank you that we are, we are called to be weak and timid. Lord, we're called to be sons and daughters of the living King, reigning and ruling with you, who is the author and perfecter of our faith, God. And Lord, we want to pray that your Spirit come down and every single one of us stood with our hands to you, Lord, that you will fill us with the Spirit again that hunger, that thirst, the desire, that craziness, Lord, craziness for your kingdom, Father, Lord, that we won't be afraid of what man thinks or what society thinks or what they're saying or what they're doing, Lord, but we will hold fast with faith and hope in our Lord Jesus Christ who has made a way for us. So, Lord, come and fall fresh again, Lord. Lord, if we are being backfooted or fallen in ruts, Lord, by your Spirit right now that you'll bring us out of those places, Lord cause us to burn brightly again for you we want to thank you for these moments God thank you for these moments God help us to hunger and thirst for you and your righteousness yeah God shut it down in my